Welcome to Eagle's Nest Forum with Dr. Beecher Moorfield, an internationally known expert on biblically-based leadership and minister-to-ministers who will share thoughts from the Word of God on successful living. Now, let's join Dr. Moorfield for today's message. Ouch, oops, oh boy, did I step on a toe then? Am I hearing screams in the audience? Uh, not, not just this one, but yeah. You know, Christmas is just around the corner. Today is what, the 12th? 13 more days, it'll be Christmas. And a week after that, it'll be a new year. So when you give for Christmas, you have seven days left to get your investments in, right? <laughs> okay. But you, you, you got to know that whatever I give to anybody over this Christmas season, it's going to be given in faith in the name of Jesus. And I'm believing God for a return on it. Not from the person who receives it, but from the word of the living God. Folks, get a hold of that. Get a hold of that tonight. Change your Christmas giving. Change it. Hallelujah. I like what Donald said. He gives to the Lord. Praise God. Praise the Lord. You know, you know wouldn't, it, wouldn't it be great? Yeah, wouldn't it be? Oh, man. You quit preaching. I'm about to put you up here. <laughs> you know, there, there's a passage that David uh, penned about himself. And David said this, I will not give rest to my body or sleep to my eyes until I have built for him a house until I built for him a place. And there was a man named John Hyde. Does that name ring a bell for anyone? John Hyde was called the drunkard's friend. He began his ministry in England. He did a great part of his work in India. And he was called the drunkard's friend. John Hyde made a commitment to the Lord while he lived in Great Britain. He said, Lord, I will not lay down and go to sleep at night until I have led at least one man to Jesus today. Wow. Think about it. And he became so adept at that that he increased it to two. And when he died, he was, he was winning three people to Jesus outside the pulpit every day of his life. He made the commitment, I will not lay my head down, I will not close my eyes and sleep until I have found a place or made a place for him to live. And he took that as meaning winning a soul. Because that's a new house of God. What a what wow. There were times when he would come back in after an exhausting day. And he would lay down to go to sleep at night and realize when he started to lay down that he had not yet led somebody to Christ. Or had not yet yet fulfilled his personal quota. He would arise at 1 o'clock in the morning, 2 in the morning, whenever he went to bed. 11 at night, didn't make any difference. Put his clothes back on, go back into the streets. He would go to the streets where the drunkards were leaving the bars. And he would often find the drunkard in the, in the gully. Filthy, stinking, puking his insides out. Begging for somebody to help him. And he would sit with them and stay with them until he was able to lead them to Jesus. John Hyde. Wow.
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There, there are other men who did similar praying in their life. We don't have time to talk about them tonight. But what, what, would, it, what would it be like if, what would it be like for us if each of us made the commitment this year? We've got time. That we will not come to full celebration of Christmas until we have provided the Lord for at least one more house. Think about it. I'm not asking anybody to make that commitment. I'm just saying, think about it for yourself. Brother Clinton, thanks for that question. But you t tell some people, someone when they ask this such a question, tell them, God does not only, has not only promised reciprocity or a return on our giving, but He has also promised to supply us with seed to sow. Because everybody's got to start somewhere. And many people who get saved don't have two nickels to rub together. And then they see these things coming on. And, and I'll tell you, the appeals that some of these preachers can make, oh man, they are deeply emotional. They can just rip your insides out, particularly when they start talking about kids in foreign countries starving. Okay. I've been to some of those foreign countries. I've seen some of that. I've seen the lifestyle that they live. Nothing is, nothing is humorous about that. Nothing is even to smile about concerning those issues. But let me tell you something. There's an old saying that's been around a long time. Before you can run, you have to walk. Before you walk, you have to crawl. Before you crawl, you have to learn to sit up. It's just a process of growth. And there are many people who have been born again and because of the lack of teaching and lack of training in their life, they've never grown. They've got mustaches on their face that you have to part to put the bottle in their mouth. Because they, they can't stand the meat of the Word. They can only handle the milk and, and that even in limited supply. And that's, that's maybe the way this particular brother is that Brother Clinton encountered. I'm not saying that to put him down. I'm just recognizing the reality of his place in life. But God will provide seed to the sower so that the sower can sow some seed. And God doesn't pay it. God doesn't provide seed to the sower as a payback. It, it's a gift. Oh, you, you, you're about... I'm, I'm, okay, are you ready for this? Luke 6.38, Give and it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give into your bosom, for the same measure that you meet, it shall be measured to you with, uh, to, to you with all. Let me ask you a question. What did God have to give? His son. Did God give his son? Okay, so this, this principle works for God. This is a God principle, okay? God gave Jesus. What has God gotten back? Probably billions by this time. Billions of men and women have done what? Let, let's, let's talk about it in the position of giving. Have done what? Given their life. You see, G God gave Jesus, and what has God gotten back? Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, have men given into His bosom. If God used it, why don't we? Why don't we? 
Imitate. Imitate him. Thank you. Give and it shall be. It's a God principle. It's not just God, something God gave us. This is a God worked principle. God never tithed. He said, plenty of pity on the poor. God doesn't need the hundredfold return. But in that one arena of giving, God had to do something in order to get a return. And he did not give Jesus expecting nothing. He gave Jesus expecting everything. That's why your name was written in the book of life before you got saved. Yeah. God expected you to be His before the foundation of the world. He knew that we would be here in this place tonight before the foundation of the world. He knew who would be watching on Facebook this night before the foundation of the world. This message, this time was prepared in the heart of God before the foundation of the world. And He gave Jesus so He could get all of us back. And he gave this tonight by his spirit, pre-prepared. He gave it to us here tonight. Why? So he could get it back. How's he going to get it back? In the hearts and the lives of the people that it feeds. Well, this has been a good evening. Amen. Talking about those people who want to receive Want to talk about seed sowing? Let's receive an offering now, shall we? No, we won't. We won't do that. Y'all pardon me if I sip tonight. <laughs> Praise the Lord. All right, sir, I will. The Lord just told me to say this to the ministers of the gospel. And that can be you too. Because we're all to be ministers. But particularly to the fivefold ministry, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. When you sow, when you unload the word of God that is in you and pour it out, God will see to it that you will receive back. And listen closely. It'll come through other men sometimes. It'll come through other men. When you sow what you've got, God will fill you up with more seed. And a lot of times that seed will come from the messages that you hear from men and women of God who are truly anointed, truly called, truly equipped, and truly sent. You need to guard who you listen to. Take heed Jesus said, what you hear. And take heed, Jesus said, how you hear. I've been in services where the man began to get outside, way outside the Word of God. And I have stood up and walked out. I walked out of the memorial service of one of the best friends I had. Because the preacher that was preaching his funeral 
so violated the integrity of the Word of God that I had two choices. Rebuke him, since I didn't pastor that church. That took that choice away. So I stood and walked out. I refuse, particularly where the speaking of God, where God's Word is concerned, to sit and submit myself to, to gross misrepresentations of the Word of God. Now, I, I hope you understand what I'm saying. I'm not going to allow myself to be embalmed with unbelief. And if you sit and listen to something like that just pour into you over and over and over again, now this is a hard saying, my brothers and sisters. But if you sit and listen to that over and over and over and over again, you're violating the Scriptures when Jesus said to Himself, take heed what you hear. Because faith comes by hearing, but so does doubt and unbelief. And then Jesus also said, take heed how you hear. Now that's why I get up and walk out sometimes. When I was pastoring a church, if a man violated the integrity of the Word of God, I'm not talking about... I'm not talking about getting fuzzy. I'm talking about sharp error in the Word. I would correct it at that moment. I'd get up and go to the pulpit and correct it. I don't know of anybody who is angry with me today because I did that to them, and the ones I've done it to are still alive. To correspond with Dr. Moorfield, you may contact him on his website at eaglesnestforum.com or join him on Facebook at facebook.com slash Eagles Nest Forum. And be sure to subscribe to the Eagles Nest Forum YouTube page at youtube.com slash at sign Eagles Nest Forum. Join us again next time for another inspiring message by Dr. Beecher Morfield.